Hi, and welcome to Transistor Radio. Hi, I'm Jody Denethorn. And I'm Kelly Denethorn. This is show number three of season two. On this episode, we are going to answer the question of how my transition has affected our relationship. After that, we discuss super photo filters and their effects on our society. Finally, in today's What the Hell segment, Jody introduces us to some weird laws from around the United States. We want to thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. Thank you for listening. All right. So our question today is, how has transition affected your relationship? Mm, That's a big question. That is a really big question. Yeah, for sure. Our relationship is 35 years old now. Yeah, right about there. I kind of lose track sometimes. Yeah. We've been dating since I was 15 and you were 14. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then we got married 10 years later. Mm Mm-hmm. So we've been together for quite some time. Yes. Yeah. And plus years, somewhere around there. It's interesting when people talk about, you know, how has transition affected the relationship? Because oftentimes I think that people see transition as being this singular event, this one thing that happens that, (laughs) you know, I I liken it to saying that you woke up and poof, changed and and you said, okay, this is who I am. And while I actually have heard of that happening um, on occasion, I think that it's actually extremely rare uh, for that to happen. honestly believe that the person just actually decided to accept their reality. They didn't just wake up one day and went, poof, you know what? I'm transgender. I don't believe that's how it goes. I think it's something that people hide from. I would completely agree. Yeah. And then one day you realize, hey, I need to stop hiding. Yeah. It wasn't like you woke up one day and said, I need to have a discussion with you. No, it was all a long process getting to the place where we're at that for us was just a Not easy, but fantastic. I think of most relationships, they are really challenging for most people. I think that the current divorce rate is at about 50% and has been holding fairly steady at about 50% throughout most of our lifetime. I feel like a long time, right? Yeah, a really long time (laughs) period. So I think that shows that relationships are challenging just right off the bat. (laughs) But when you have a gender variance within that relationship, it can be extra challenging. I think that for us, one of the things that has helped is that we've been together for a long period of time. And even though I wasn't aware that I was headed towards transition, I always have been very open about my gender variance and what I knew at that particular time. So I remember when we were back in our 20s that one of the things that we should have been aware of was the bra story, as I call it. And that is when we were living down in Long Beach and I'm sure that we were in our bedroom after having had sex and I said to you at some point, you know, like, what do you think about me wearing your underwear? And your response was, sure. Yeah, I don't care. You know, and so you, you like, you threw me your underwear and I put your underwear on. And it was really very shortly thereafter, within a few days, maybe a few weeks, that we were in the same situation. And I said to you, so, hey, what do you think about me trying on your bra? (laughs) Your response was the same. You're like, sure. And you threw me your bra and I tried it on. And I don't remember exactly how we got to the next stage, but the next stage was you saying to me, okay, if you're going to keep wearing bras, you're going to need to go buy your own bras. Yes. And underwear for that matter. So. so, Which was (laughs) awesome. I was really happy, but I really, you know, I didn't know that it was going to lead to a full gender transition. And, you know, while I was open about my gender variance, neither one of us really seemed to have this idea that it was going to head to transition. And in fact, I'm pretty sure that I, you know, I said to you more than once, you can be assured I will never, ever fully transition. Yeah. 
several times. She said that over the years. And probably, what, was maybe 15 years ago? We had a pretty intense conversation. And I'm like, I am out, you know. If uh, I transition. If you transition, I can't do this. Yet we kept being open and honest with each other. And you were like, okay, look, I think that there's something happening here that needs to go a little bit further. And you started hormones. Oh, that was awesome. And that was a big thing, I think, for both of us. We were like, oh, I'm doing the fish face. Oh, really was like a big hello so important both of us felt like your body was like this is what i'm supposed to have prior to that where i was never going to transition and you were going to leave me if i ever did transition i think that there was a lot of education that happened there was a lot of reading there was a lot of understanding about what does it mean to be transgender and what the potential for changing my hormones might do for not just me but also for our relationship Mm -hmm. because we were also really struggling like we've been together for a long time but we've also really struggled as a relationship we have had some great awesome lovely times but we've also had some really hard times some really horrible times some really really bad times yeah and yeah um, there was many times where we have not been sure and whether or not we were going to stay together we knew that we both wanted this dream of this happily ever after and we started thinking that maybe me changing my hormones might be part of the answer. Which was an an interesting realization after years of you deciding to, at that point, call yourself a cross-dresser, that we came to that conclusion because, yeah, I mean, we struggled. We fought. We fought. Fought. And we fought a lot. Then coming to that point, it seemed to provide something that seemed like you were missing. And I, I mean, like, we talked about it, like, that uh, should you try it for a little bit and then stop it? But you started on it, and I'm like, oh, no, mm -mm, there's no stopping this. Uh Uh-uh. Yeah. Absolutely not. This is what's right. Your body needed this. Your brain needed this. Which ultimately led to me also figuring out that, like, I had my own severe issues. Because I could finally, like, step away from whatever was happening with you. Because your brain, your body were aligning so much better. Yeah, changing hormones really was the clincher for me in terms of transition is definitely the right step. Once I changed my hormones, it was just like flipping a switch. And it was like, oh, yeah. Definitely. Within a week, I knew for sure that I was definitely going to do that forever. Thankfully, it really did clear my head a lot and gave me space to breathe and gave our relationship Mm -hmm. a breath of fresh air Mm -hmm. and really changed how uh, we both saw me, but how we saw you, how we saw our relationship. How we saw Uh, ourselves. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Like both of us, not just you, right? So that led to some pretty cool stuff. I think that it led to me then fully transitioning. Um, transitioning legally and socially and at work, then that also changed our relationship because then people started looking at us differently and seeing us differently as well. Well, especially because we work at the same school. We are the only lesbian couple at our school. And honestly, I don't really know how many other lesbian or gay couples there are in our district, which is great because I think it's a beautiful example for our students. And we definitely have an LGBTQ plus community at our school. And I think that is something that's healthy for them to see. So it's good for our community. And it's been really good for us to be able Mm -hmm. to be who we actually are and be able to understand that within ourselves and to be able to understand that that's how we've 
actually always been, and it yeah. makes so much more sense, <laughs> and it explains so many of the struggles. So that by the time that I decided to start undertaking some surgical transitions, we were both 100% set and sure this is 100% the right thing to do. And this was something that should have been done long ago. So it wasn't really that big of a deal. Like a lot of people say with full gender surgery, how did your wife respond to that? A lot of people are very obsessed about the typical heterosexual relationship and that women are very concerned about the things that a man and only a man can provide for them in their lives. And I've gotten this quite a bit that people, they ask me, they're like, well, how's your wife responded to your transition and to your gender surgery? And I'm like, well, yeah, she's actually fine with that. Well, it does super help that I'm bisexual. So, you know, that's a really good thing. Sexual preference and sexual compatibility makes a big difference in relationship health. So it's been nice that we've been able to figure that part out. Yeah, yeah. Even though it's been uh, a little different than most people. So I think that gives you a little bit of an insight into how Kelly's transition has affected our relationship. Yeah. For sure. For sure. And in, in general, I think that what it has done helps strengthen our relationship and it's made our relationship actually a lot more healthy than it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, getting to what the, getting to the real, getting to the real. Hey, what about those photo filters? Yeah, the photo filters. It just seems as though it is everywhere. That Everybody's using a photo filter and nobody seems to care anymore. In fact, it just seems to kind of be the standard. Like if you're not using a photo filter, then you're kind of odd and different and off. And I don't know, it seems kind of strange from where I grew up in this spot where filtering photos was generally only done on things like magazine covers. and But it was generally seen as a bad thing that these filters presented a distorted image. I think that for females, that distorted image has inordinately been on our looks and our bodies. That our bodies have to be a certain way, our faces have to be a certain way, and if they're not, then they're going to airbrush them, and that's what they did back in our day. They airbrushed or used Photoshop. I totally agree with that, but I also think that because you have always been attracted to girls, that you didn't necessarily see the same thing happening to boys. I loved all of the the outsiders, we're talking Rob Lowe, Tom Cruise, the beginning of their careers, and a whole bunch of other guys. Ralph Machu, Karate Kid, dude, right? That was one of his first famous movies. And I went through Seventeen Magazine, and I'm pretty sure they did the same thing with them. I mean, like, I had posters of these guys, and their six-packs were that good at that point. Yeah, no, they weren't. They were doing the same thing for young, famous boys. Well, you know, they were probably young men. So this was yeah. in, like, early 80s. They were- oh, yeah. Yeah, they were doing sure. this for sure. Yeah. Throughout yeah. our media, they were presenting yeah. us this distorted image, but it had to be something that was done by professionals. Yes, it wasn't something that these people themselves could do like we do on our phones now. Wait, not we, because I don't do that. I don't, I've never filtered anything because I don't take pictures of myself very often. And even if I did, I don't really know how to do it and I don't want to learn. I just, uh, it's me. But 99% of the things I see out there are people with some filter, not bad ones, cute ones, little ears. Or, and I think that is uh, fun and cute. I think that's sort of the cool part about the filters now, but I don't think it's all great. Yeah, I think it's interesting how we got from that spot back in the 80s where it had to be like professionally airbrushed, where it was literally painted onto the photographs. Mm-hmm. And then we got to digital photography and digital editing of things, and everybody knew to Photoshop a photo and how to people change things. 
um, not everybody knew how to do it, but we knew that people were doing that for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah for that sure. It was, that it was happening. <laughs> but I think that these modern times where we have our phones, there are apps where it will filter it in real time. So you can have it on your phone and you can load up this app and you go to take the selfie and it shows on the phone this amazing photo that you can get because of filters. Mm -hmm. I have used filters on occasion. I have been curious to see what a filter will do. One of my friends has a filter on her phone and she has had a few of them where I'm always like, oh my gosh, I just look amazing when she takes a photo. <laughs> right, that, she does do a great job. I yes, know her filters about. are great. Right. Yeah. They are um, Doesn't like change anything, it just makes everything filters. like. And your pretty great. becomes prettier. Yeah, that's, that's what, all. Her filters are that way. Yes, very much so. Myself, though, when I take photos for my blog or my website, I don't ever edit my photos. But what I do is I take, say, 50 to 100 photographs. And I change the lighting up, and I move around in the scene, and I put the camera at different angles, and I change, like, the shutter speeds and things like that, and stuff that I don't necessarily understand, but I know that I got in there and I played around with this. I was like, wow, this camera's settings are, like, really cool. And so then I can get some really really nice photographs. And of course, I choose the photos that I look the absolute best in. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's filtered, but I know that in the same photo session that I can have two photos and one of them I look really bad in because the lighting is just awful. And so cameras can do horrible things uh, to our images and to our images of ourselves. A lot of times cameras are very unforgiving. So to be able to have a camera take a picture that is forgiving without having to take 50 to 100 photographs, it's kind of nice. Yeah, I think that's great. If someone could get the same effect that you get by going over and over and over changing all these things but you have to put in a buttload of effort to get that one picture you really like and if someone could do that same sort of thing but with maybe you know 10 pictures and then with a filter not distorting themselves just adding the right light that's what it is one and of course like i said i love the animal stuff it's just adorable little ears so appearing and like a puppy and yeah and little puppy ears I, i'm a penguin today i'm a penguin i mean yeah those are just totes that's just you know that i don't think has any problems with messing with self-esteem. Cute. Yeah. yeah. But that's different than what I would consider to be like a super filter. Yeah. So I don't like those. I don't. I'm going to be straight up. I'm going to say it right away. I don't like them. And so, I know you have a different opinion, but I, I don't like them. Well, my definition for a super filter is a filter that radically alters somebody's appearance. Mm -hmm. There are filters these days which will radically change your body shape. It'll make it so that you have huge breasts or are super hippie or super skinny. Those filters can also completely change your hair color um, or it can change your hairstyle. It'll change your eyes. They can change it so much that you look like an entirely different person. A very popular one is FaceApp. Have you heard of FaceApp? No, I have not. So FaceApp has a gender filter. You can take a photo of yourself and it will swap your gender. You know, in the binary gendered world, then it sees it as male or female. So, and so if you can have It'll like... Show you a different image. Yeah, so you can have But a full, with your features, but a different gender. Yes, so you can have like a full beard and be completely bald mm -hmm. and have it change you over so that you appear 100% female. And not just female, but a really pretty female yeah. as well. That might vaguely look like who you are, but it's a very distorted image. Yeah. I, you told me earlier that you thought this was a great thing because I think you were saying that you thought that if someone is feeling as though they cannot transition, to be able to see themselves in a different way would be helpful. 
awful. But to me, I'm like, well, if you can't do it and you just have this picture all the time of something that you want, that would make me really sad. So I don't know. That's where I'm at with it. I'm of two minds, honestly. I do have that thought that you said that for some people, being able to use this feature to have some sort of realization of their gender dysphoria and seeing themselves that way in a way in which they've never been able to see themselves ever can bring them peace. But I think that for some people as well, sadly, that it presents a distorted image, an image of which they will actually never be able to achieve. It makes it so that when they're staring in the mirror, you know, that they see all the time. They see the the face that's staring back at them all the time. They don't see that face as being that same face. And they might constantly be disappointed and upset and very angry that they're not that distorted image. It it can, it's a case by case basis on, you Mm. know, with individuals, with each person, whether or not it helps them or it harms them. I think sadly, overall to our society, I think it harms and it gives people a really false impression of what other people look like. And then it can make us be very upset with um, our body. I know myself that a large part of where I'm at in my transition is trying to accept the body that I have, even though at this point I have medically altered my body but I altered it to a spot where it should have always been. And now it's like, okay, well, can I accept my body as it is? And that's a hard thing for me uh, to do. So when I see um, other people, other trans people who have had these amazing results with their transition, then it makes me question my own transition. And it makes me a bit concerned about where my own transition is. But then I have to remind myself, you can't trust these images that you're seeing online. You Thank can't you. trust the images. Uh, excellent point. You cannot. You have no idea what people have done. No, you have no idea. To make that picture look the way that you see it when it's presented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. You have, you know, especially with people that have transitioned, that it's like you have no idea of like what they have had done surgically, mm-hmm. but you also have no idea of whether or not the photo is anywhere near real at all. Oh, and fuck. Yeah, yes. <laughs> when you can have an app that will completely swap your gender, you have no idea. And sadly, people take filtered photos and they put them up online and they say, this is just me. This is 100% me. This is not filtered. And that then brings about, I think, problems and and can make people feel really horrible about themselves. Yep. Yeah, and has been for a really long time. Yeah. So I do pick the best photograph of me, but I try to be 100% transparent with the photos that I choose and my photo choosing process. Mm-hmm. It's a sticky situation, I think. I think so too, which is why this girl doesn't play with filters. Although I have thought that maybe the animal filters would be fun, but the other stuff, no. Oh, you know I'd what? love to see you with cat ears. Oh being, like, my God. Like cat whiskers. Right. Yeah, would, a little cat, okay. like little stars All like, around right. you. I could do that. I could do like, that. But I'm not going to take away my red face and I'm not going to take away from my wrinkles. That's who I am. And There you go. There you go. Take it or leave it. Yep. All right. Awesome. Yeah. So I think this segment should be called, Hey, what the hell? Findings by Jody. Okay. So today, y'all maybe don't know, but I am a language arts teacher and I'm obsessed with reading. And I found a book many years ago about laws that are on books in the United States that were made a really long time ago and or at a time when something clearly weird was happening. And I've read a lot about it. So today we're going to talk about five different laws and we're just going to have a chat about why in the world 
Did that happen? Okay. So our first one is in Fairbanks, Alaska. It is illegal to serve alcohol to a moose. Yeah, you have to wonder. Thoughts? Who went ahead and served alcohol to a moose in the first place that necessitated a law that you're not allowed to serve alcohol to a moose? Like what happened? Right. Did they serve the moose the alcohol and it just went awry? It just went bad. It was like the moose went crazy. And then I'm picturing the- alcoholic moose. Right. Like breaking into places. We've seen videos online of animals going up into a bar and grabbing beer and just chugging it down. We've seen it. Happens. But it must have happened enough that it became illegal. You know, I would imagine that a drunk moose would be a pretty big problem. They're regardless huge. of how the moose got drunk. Huge, though, That right? a drunk moose would be a really big nuisance. I mean, moose are huge. They're huge! And I, I'm going to say, this is probably not a new law. I didn't get a date for these, but I can't imagine that's new. I think that maybe somebody a long time ago who was drunk, who got a moose drunk, and they kept doing it and then they started realizing you know what this is super dangerous <laughs> yeah yeah not a good thing mm-hmm. interesting okay all right let's move on here all right in san francisco california it is illegal to wipe your car with used underwear interesting and again i'm going back to the same thing about the first one what happened that I, made it i would say that what happened Wait. would be people who <laughs> are at the ends of overpasses or like getting up a freeway <gasps> sort of thingy and they're there to like clean your window but then they're cleaning your window with like a really disgusting pair of stained underwear and so somebody said you know what I'm going to make this illegal I think you are probably correct. And then the last part of this thing I thought is very funny is the author of this particular article says, so is it okay to use clean underwear? Oh, I'm curious. What is the title again? You cannot clean a car with is dirty underwear? Is it illegal to, to wipe a car down with used underwear? Used underwear. Specifically used, used underwear. underwear. So you would imagine so. then that, yes, you could go ahead and wipe down a car with <laughs> clean underwear. As long as it was clean underwear. Okay, right? Okay. Okay. In South Bend, Indiana, it is illegal for monkeys to smoke cigarettes. But apparently, cigars are okay, but only if the monkey is smoking outside. Interesting. So monkeys in South There's Bend. a lot to unpack in this <laughs> statement. <laughs> There's a lot, right? In Indiana... Why are they even monkeys? Okay, so they can't... I didn't know that Indiana was uh, known for its monkeys. Right. So monkeys apparently cannot smoke cigarettes, like, anywhere. You're bummed if you're in Indiana, you're a nicotine-addicted monkey. Okay. Yeah, you're screwed, there, there's, right? There's you're no screwed. You're going to have to go someplace else. Unless you're okay with cigars. Oh, if you're okay with... I wonder about and pipes. And then you could go you... outside. Right. It did not specify anything about pipes. Not all tobacco. They're not banned from all no. tobacco. No. Not, all, not banned from Very all nicotine specific. products. No. No cigarettes. No cigarettes to monkeys. If you're a monkey, it's... (laughs) Now, isn't monkey like a generic term? No, because like you couldn't be an ape. An ape is not a monkey. Is an orangutan a monkey? Is a chimpanzee a monkey? Chimpanzee is a monkey. Because this is what I'm saying. Isn't a monkey a generic term? It's not a... It's not saying it's very specific. I am at a loss. I just don't understand why they can't have cigarettes, but if they go outside, they can have a cigar. And I don't understand why South Bend, Indiana is talking about monkeys at all. I wonder. We do not have native monkeys in America. No. We do not have native monkeys. Okay, so what is happening in South Bend, Indiana, that it's a law that a monkey cannot smoke a cigarette? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay, so people, what I really would like you to do is go out there. I would like to deep dive into South Bend, Indiana, and understand why in the world they have any sort of laws about monkeys and smoking. Oh, good. I have some more time because I have two more that are really cuckoo-cuchoo. 
I really have hundreds more, but these are the two I'm going to focus on today. This will probably be something we talk about over time. In Oxford, Ohio, it is illegal for a woman to disrobe in front of a man's picture. So you can't get naked in front of a picture. So a it, female, it, a female cannot uh, get naked in front of a male's a, picture. It is illegal. Yeah, a woman cannot disrobe in front of a man's picture. It does not say a FaceTime, a Skyping. It says a picture. So in my bedroom, when I was a child, I had Rob Lowe on my wall without a shirt on. Very sexy. Very cool. I would have been totally illegal because I used to get naked in my own bedroom oh in my front gosh. of a picture of a man. Are you kidding me? You would disrobe in front of a poster of Rob Lowe? I did. That is insane. All the time. I from, can understand why that would be illegal. From like age 12 to like 16. Well, clearly you're disrobing for nefarious purposes. No, I was just trying to get dressed to go to school. <laughs> So you have to wonder then how did that law can't come about? in the world? That is so weird. And then why is it illegal for a man to disrobe in front of a picture of a woman? How about it's illegal for a human to disrobe in front of the picture of another human? Yeah. That's fine. Apparently what it is, it is uncouth for a female to be, say, looking at a nudie mag of naked men and oh. be able to get naked and then be able to do what one might do in that situation. And then the author again, is it legal for a woman to do this if the man's eyes are closed in the photograph? <laughs> Interesting. Right? Okay, Interesting question. Weird. All right. So the last one I have in South Dakota. It is illegal to lie down and fall asleep in a cheese factory. Can't do that in a cheese factory. It is illegal to fall asleep in a cheese factory. Was there a rash of falling asleep in, uh, in cheese factories? I can like, only assume. In South Dakota, people would like charge cheese factories and everybody would go in with like their sleeping blankets and, and their pillows would, oh. and just like crash out. Or is it something really weird like, you know, if you fall asleep, you work at the cheese factory. You fall asleep ah. and like you fart and just like, does like the fart mess with the cheese? Well, then you just need general like building filtering for the entire room because humans fart all the time regardless of whether or not they're sleeping or not sleeping. So So I really don't understand why. Maybe it's employers like the cheese barons and the cheese... Cheese barons. <laughs> cheese barons are like, hey. The cheese barons would make the lowly workers hey. sleep down in the cheese room, like in the fermenting room or oh. whatever. And so you, like, if you had yes. to do this job, then you had to stay down there. But then they realized that this should be against the law because it's like an unfair business practice. So what do you do about that? Well, one of those cheese people got illegal. out. And they became a senator in the state and they voted it out. They said, no, you can't do that anymore. You can't, it's like a you labor can't. law. Yes. Like, you can't make the cheese people sleep there anymore. Yes. So it's now illegal for people to sleep in a cheese factory. Yeah. You know, that actually makes sense. Kind of makes sense, It really it? does, yeah. yeah. Some of these other ones, no. I don't, I, we, there's, no, there's no explanation as to why in South Bend, Indiana, it's illegal for monkeys to smoke cigarettes. No sense at all. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. I think maybe I need to figure out why South Bend, Indiana has monkeys. Smoking? Smoking monkeys? Well, just why do they have monkeys? Let's just start, let's just start with that piece. So thank you very much for listening to our episode today. We appreciate you and would love to hear from you. Please visit our website at transistor.com. That is T-R-A-N-S-C-I-S-T-E-R. Com. There you can find all of our episodes, our show notes, and our contact information. Thank you so much for being here today. We're stoked you came. Thank you so much. <laughs>